Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. This is Dina and I'm with Dawn. Hello. Who's in a mask because she's sick. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, five, four days of fever and headaches. Like, I don't know what's happening. And not COVID. I know it's not COVID. I'm in the squeaky chair again, too. Sorry yeah. about that. Anyway, we're here and we are going to do this for you. I'm just going to give you our, our little housekeeping that we usually do, mm-hmm. that we are on all of the social medias. We have a website, which is ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. When you listen to us on all the platforms, because we are on almost all of them, if not all of them, we uh, drop on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Anyway, that's what we try to do. And if you are listening to us, which you have to be, or you wouldn't be hearing my voice, make sure you give us all the stars (laughs) that you can um subscribe subscribe do that too um of course our patreon we're still we're still asking for money and we're not going to be apologetic about that because this costs money and if you want us to be able to keep doing this and to do the merch stuff that we want to do we have such fun stuff we'd really like to do we we really need your help and your patronage so go to patreon look us up do the thing uh two dollars a month a lump sum whatever you can do we appreciate it yep um what else uh the cat's here jacob's here yeah jacob and sydney are here but um they're upstairs uh mom is here i don't know where the cat is really just standing on the stairs while i was trying to go up them and not moving is what he was doing a minute ago yeah um so i guess that's it did i say all the things you did all right So I have the drink, and Dawn has the big story. Mm-hmm. I am going to um, tell you that I'm multitasking, which it took me five minutes to remember what that word was because that's who I am now. Um, it is my middle son's 21st birthday. It's Wee. Keith's ter- 21st birthday, so I am making him a booze basket. I can say that because um, by the time he listens to this, uh, it'll, it'll be, be he'll already have past. had it yeah. yeah but i'm making him a booze and money basket so i will be crafting while dawn talks because i have to multitask to get everything done i need to do in a day can we talk about the soup um <laughs> debacle of 2023 okay y'all because i feel so bad i have not had anything i like have had granola bars and crackers and because um, I have this headache, which makes me nauseous, but I don't have like I'm not pukey or whatever. Yeah. So Dana brought me some soup and I gave it to Jacob and said, could you go make me some soup, please? Just put it in a cup, throw it in the microwave. Well, 10 minutes later, <laughs> Dana I went up, up to find him and it's in the <laughs> it's in the microwave. And he's like, I read the directions and it says to put it in there for six minutes. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't put anything in the microwave for six minutes no. ever. And so then oh, I come back down and I don't we were, made the drink, maybe. And yeah. then I go back upstairs and now he has transferred it onto the cooktop. 
And so yeah. I was like, listen, your mom's hangry and I have to make her some <laughs> soup. So I'm just going to put this in a, in a mug and stick it in the microwave. So if you hear me slurping, it tastes so good. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Right. So, and our right. drink is good this yeah, time. Yeah, talk about the so drink. I'm trying see. to eat Wait, some soup. I, let, me, let, me, uh, let me look that up for you. I did okay. really just throw everything in there. Okay, this is called Mad River Rum Punch. And it is an ounce of light rum, an ounce of dark rum, an ounce of pomegranate grenadine, which I couldn't find, so we're just using pomegranate juice. It's fine. We yeah. do what we can. Yep. Uh, one and a half ounces of lime juice, a half ounce of, how do I say that? Orgiat. Orgiat. I don't know. I don't, we don't know I couldn't find that syrup. And um, so I Googled and said, what can I use instead? And they said amaretto. And I said, okay, I can do that. So a half ounce of amaretto and four dashes of the, and how do you say that one? Words are and hard. And stir bitters. Bitters. Yeah. Four, yeah. yeah huh. And then you put all of those ingredients into a shaker Shake for about 8 to 15 seconds. Strain contents into a rocks glass with ice. And you can garnish with an edible flower and an orange wheel or a lime slice because that's what I had. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It is good. It's I had of, one little sip. Uh, lots of alcohol. It's like uh, have some um, pomegranate juice with your rum. Maybe that's what I... Maybe I should drink this and <laughs> yeah. I would feel better. Which, by the way, I have to play Belle tonight because Dawn's sick. Oh, yeah. Yes, man, <sighs> makes me mad. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, yes, it is good. I'm gonna put it in the refrigerator. When I get better, I'm gonna drink it then. All right. Well, um, and I had to buy all the rum, so I literally just did. spent sixty dollars in booze at Country Mart. And let me tell you why. Let me tell this. Oh this yeah, story. tell this story, and then so, I swear we'll get to the thing. I go to the Smoker Findlay shop in front of what used to be Glenn's. Uh, only people who live in Forsyth will understand that preference, but I don't know what else to call it. Cedar Square, I guess, is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I go in there because I'm making this booze basket for Keith, right? It's gonna be cute. I got a little metal basket and some floral foam and some like kebab sticks, and I'm gonna hot glue 99 cent airplane bottles of booze to the kebabs and stick them in this basket with money, right? Cute. Right. So I go in there to buy my 99 cent shots, right? I go in there and it's like, um, where it's half of the case is behind the counter and half of it isn't. So I'm looking at it. She's got a big long line in the drive-thru. There's one man at the counter. So I'm looking at the fish bowls of 99 cent booze, right? And I grab one and she looks at me and she goes, ma'am, I will have to get those for you. And I went, okay. And I dropped it back into the fish bowl. And I said, so uh, can, I, can I at least stand over here and look? Because if you don't, you can't see it. You have to be standing in front of it. I mean, if I had my 18 year old eyeballs I probably wouldn't but then I couldn't buy the booze because I'd only be 18 and then why why is it there if you can't look at it and it, you can go pick it up from the shelf right yeah but not the little ones you can't pick those up from the okay. shelf all right I guess so anyway I'm standing there looking and she gets done with the guy at the counter and she comes up to me and she goes <laughs> okay ma'am what can I get you and I said you have a big long line and I'm kind of still deciding so go ahead and go take care of them and she goes well you can't stand here and I was like 
you mean the place that you just told me I could stand? I can't stand? She was like, no, you can't stand here. And I said, okay. I said, this is kind of in an inconvenient location for me to look. And she goes, yeah, well, I, you, I, you can't stand here and I have to pick them for you. And I looked at her and I went, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to go to Country Mart. And I turned around and walked up and there was a man standing at the door and he he opened the door for me and he goes, you must look like a thief. And I was like, I guess I <laughs> shady, do. Shady, shady character. Yeah. So I went to Country Mart and bought my 99 cent boost, which by the way, they have on the customer service, if you need to know, they have on the customer service desk on a little shelf and you can touch it all you want. Yeah, that's. And look at it all you want and nobody yells at you. So thank you, Country Mart. And so I spent $60 in booze there instead of at the smoker-friendly pace because the lady was a witch. There you go. There. Be nice, people. That's what I'm saying. That's true. She, who knows? Who I know. knows? And, and my, it's probably not her fault. She was probably just doing what she was told to do. But come on, that probably needs to be changed. Or you need to move those so people can look yeah. at it. Yeah. I was thinking, was it a weird law? But no, because she picked the bottle off the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And Country Mart was doing it. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to craft now while Dawn tells, tells her story. story. And I'm going to get out of the creaky chair and I apologize. Okay. Oh, it wasn't too bad. I've had enough soup that I'm feeling better. Okay. So um, what Dina said earlier about, you know, keeping this podcast going and all of that stuff. I mean, we there is so much of <laughs> the Ozarks that we have not even touched. And this is one of those stories that I literally have never heard of in my life. Me neither. And it's got a, there's like, laws have been passed because of this. I'll tell you something else, too, that I wanted to say before I get into this story. Um, We told you last episode that um, the Smithsonian's Folklife Festival has featured the Ozarks and a bunch of people are up there. They have redrawn the map. And, um... They wanted to redraw the map. Originally, the Ozarks was bordered by rivers. And so it was, um, what's the word I want? Geographically was how they figured out what the Ozarks were. Well, this time, they uh, several academics and other people have gotten together and they've looked at the area geographically and culturally. And so they have included Southern Illinois now. Oh, I mean, crazy. Uh, yay, they're right. Is Southern Illinois is not at all Illinois. Um, but anyway, I put the new map and the old the old map was up on our website, but I've put the new map on our website too, and uh, a link to where you can read about that and why the map has been changed. I'm saying all this because this um story i'm doing today is just on the edge of the ozarks in arkansas but i checked and it still is in the ozarks so i'm doing a story on the white river monster i had never heard of that in my life and we live on the white river we grew up on the white river so um i got my information you can see there's a list of links you can go and look at those on the website um But the White River Monster is one of Arkansas's most famous mysteries, even though we've never heard of it. Well, it's because we live in Missouri, maybe. Maybe I guess, but just, I mean, just wait. It's crazy. Since 1915, along the White River near Newport, Arkansas, which is in Jackson County, 
and that's about 90 miles northeast of Little Rock on Highway 67. Um, the monster has appeared several times and has become a local legend. They call him Whitey, and the sightings began in 1915, but were sporadic until 1937. On July 1st of that year, Bramlett Bateman, owner of a plantation near the river, saw the monster. He reported it as having gray skin and being, quote, as wide as a car and three cars long. Now, this is in 1937. They're oh, big so cars. Big cars. Yeah. It's also been described as snake-like, about 30 feet long with a spiny backbone. And it makes a loud bellowing noise. Most of the many reports came from fishermen and campers along the White River. In 1924, a Little Rock resident reported having seen the creature, further describing it as having a dingy gray crusted hide. The creature's weight was also variable, a thousand pounds or more. Although the head was almost never seen, one eyewitness reported glimpsing it and thought it had a protruding horn. <laughs> So you'll see on the website, I put two of the most used pictures, and they do look different. Um, in fact, this legend is so widely accepted that the Arkansas State Legislator created the White River Monster Refuge adjacent to the Jacksonport State Park. Further, the resolution made it illegal to, quote, molest, kill, trample, or harm the White River Monster while he is in the retreat. I mean, really? That's a freaking <laughs> law. I mean, oh, anyway, I just am Is shocked. Is it still a law? Yeah. Oh, wow. The creature was first spied by the Quapaw Indians who once inhabited the area, and the tale was passed down from generation to generation. According to these first accounts, the creature overturned a brave's, a brave's canoe before sinking back into the depths of the river. During the days of the Civil War, Whitey was accredited for overturning a loaded Confederate gunship. At least he, right. I guess, that was discriminating. <laughs> um, okay, so I kind of, when I got all this information about this, I sort of put it into years, because there were three major uh, times in history where the creature was um, active. So the first was, I mean, aside from all the Indian stuff, but uh, 1937, remember I said something about, sorry, Bramlett Bateman. So, <clears throat> the, so according to him, the 1937 sightings placed the creature at a portion of the White River, um, which is also, if you don't know, a major tributary of the Mississippi, just below the city of Newport. Um, he, this Bateman guy signed an affidavit as to his observations, which began at about one in the afternoon on July 1st and lasted for five minutes. He subsequently saw it several times over more than two months and believed it to be, quote, about 12 feet long and four or five feet wide. God, that's big, I mean, yeah. yep. Three other affidavits were produced, one by a deputy sheriff, and Bateman said he knew of two dozen others who could similarly attest to the unusual creature. Um, he says, the animal rises to the surface in the late afternoons and floats or swims around five to 15 minutes with its head underwater. 
Intending on capitalizing on the sensation, Bateman soon set up a viewing area where he charged 25 cents for a chance to see the monster and also sold sandwiches and soft drinks because it's the Ozarks and of course you do. Yeah. Was there booze involved? That would have <laughs> no. made it perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Arkansas's always had weird drinking laws, oh. but you know. Um, though business was brisk for a short time, no one else ever saw the creature. During the first week of July, tenant farmers on Branlett Bateman's plantation told him they saw a monster in the river. Fishing was poor and they believed the creature was the reason why. Although Bateman was skeptical, he went to the river to see the beast. He was not disappointed. And um, this is part of him seeing it for the first time. After he saw the monster, he contacted D.N. Graves of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission he wanted to dynamite the eddy in the river and kill it. Bateman and his tenants believed the monster was dangerous. He was denied permission because it was illegal to dynamite inland waters. Some fishermen would dynamite the waters to stun fish and take them all out of the water. I mean, when I was a kid, people would do that with those M... What are those firecrackers? M80s? M60s? Whatever they were, those big firecrackers that, yeah... And it's illegal to do that still. Or I don't know about now, but it was when I was a kid. Um, let's see. Uh, dynamite sticks were called DuPont spinners. Why do we care about that? I don't know. <laughs> Resulting newspaper accounts catapulted the monster of White River of the White River into national prominence. During all the brouhaha, a woman named Eth and this is still 1937. A woman named Ethel Smith of Little Rock stated she'd seen the creature 13 years earlier in 1924 while vacationing with her husband and children. Elements of her description tallied with those of others. She said, quote, it was making a loud blowing noise but never did show its head or tail. It was a terrible looking thing with dingy gray crusted hide. It frightened me badly. Um, a local fisherman said he'd also seen the creature previously around 1915. As was common, the creature appeared following a widening ring of bubbles and thrashed for about five minutes or more before resubmerging. It left in its wake open-mouthed eyewitnesses. Hmm. Yeah. News about the strange creature attracted visitors to the area. Some brought cameras, other dynamite sticks. One brought a machine gun. <laughs> okay. God, because it's Arkansas and hello. It's the Ozarks. You bring your guns. Um, let's see. Deputy Sheriff Z.B. Reed glimpsed the monster and said it looked like a giant catfish. Dr. Dellinger, a zoology professor at the University of Arkansas, thought that it might be a gigantic sturgeon. One had recently been caught in the Tallahalla River in Laurel, Mississippi. <clears throat> a local man named W.E. Penix announced that he would make a rope net 40 by 15 feet with 8-inch mesh to snag the monster. He said it would take 10 days to construct the net and would accept donations to help with this project. A West Memphis radio station was making arrangements to broadcast the attempted capture live. Pinnock said he stopped making the net because he'd run out of materials and money. 
The radio stations found that the broadcast would be too expensive, so it canceled the airing. Dang. Yeah. Marion Dickens, the Newport Chamber of Commerce president, hired an experienced ex-Navy diver, Charles Brown, to go into the river and see what he could find. I think I have a picture of that on the website. The town posted signs by major roads and invited members of the press to attend. Stores closed. A communications system was set up so the event could be broadcasted. Visibility in the eddy was less than a foot. The dives lasted for several days and Whitey was not cooperative. I know. The locals had noticed that the monster appeared to have a 40-year cycle of making its appearances. There were theories about this. One of the more creative ones was that the creature lived in the Sargasso Sea and swam to the river to lay an egg. Where's the Sargasso Sea? I don't know. Look that up. I should have looked that up. I'm sorry. I did not. I'll do it. Go on. I'll Google that. All right. Will it take you as long as it did, Jacob, to make my soup? (laughs) In 1966, three people also saw Whitey, describing it as having a tail like a mermaid's, a long body, arm-like flippers, and a head shaped like a monkey's. And I think that may be the other drawing that's on the Weebly. The Sargasso Sea in the North Atlantic is bound by the Gulf Stream on the west the North Atlantic Current on the north, the Canary Current on the east, and the North Equatorial Current on the south. What? Oh. Okay, so it's right off... uh, I don't know this. It's part of the Atlantic Ocean, and it's kind of right off the Florida, South Carolina. It's right off the East Coast. Huh. Well... And so if it's, I guess you could, it could swim between Florida and Cuba and go up the Mississippi, I guess. Anyway, in 1971, this is another big chunk of things that happened. Two men reported that they saw three toed tracks along muddy riverbanks, as well as in the trees near the river. They were 14 inches long and eight inches wide of a three toed creature were found specifically on Towhead Island by a witness who wanted to remain anonymous. Okay. Bent trees and crushed vegetation evidence that something very large had walked there. This same year, the monster was photographed by a man by the name of Cloyce Warren of the White River Lumber Company. And I do have that picture. Um, It's a Polaroid, and I have that picture on the website. You can't see anything. I mean, you see, you know, like a spiny kind of backbone. I don't know. Um, One person told a story about how a monster sank a shipment of gold during the Civil War and theorized that alleged sightings of Japanese submarines in the river during World War II may have been the monster. Really? They thought that Japanese submarines came up the White River? Weird. Okay. Cloris Warren and two friends were in a boat fishing when a water spout appeared about 20 feet from their boat. It was the monster. They said its back was 20 or more feet. Warren took a Polaroid picture of it and sold it to the Newport Daily Independent. Several other people that same year also claimed to have seen the monster. 
These multiple accounts were enough to convince the Arkansas State Legislature, who created the refuge two years later. A CBS News crew arrived in town and went to the island. The police had made casts of the tracks. The witness said he'd seen the tracks sporadically for the past several years, but had not thought much of them until he heard about the monster sightings. Bateman, who'd seen the monster in 1937, was contacted by the television crew, and he declined the interview, which is weird. Um, though the Fuhrer persisted, that's Dina crinkling Sorry, things Sorry, I'm over trying there. to go to the other room. It's all right, just so you know. Uh, nothing's on fire. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Okay, though the Fuhrer persisted, at least one biologist believed that the White River monster was actually a lost elephant seal, who had somehow migrated out of its normal ocean habitat up the Mississippi River and into the White River near Newport. But um, aren't those saltwater animals? How do they uh, live yeah. in fresh water? Yeah, yes. Um... Uh, we, there hasn't been any sightings in the last many years, but most of the locals believe it's still there. Other people think the creature died when the river became too shallow. Now, there's also, um, an article that I'm going to read a little bit from called Arkansas's White River Monster, Very Real, But What Was It? by Joe Nickel. And this is like the best suspect of what it might have been. So they, this guy thinks it was a Florida manatee, um, which is a subspecies of the West Indian manatee. And if you, they are massive. They're, they call them sea cows because they're just this big and they're really gentle and docile. Um, th uh, it's a massive aquatic animal with a minimum length of about 13 feet, although the largest recorded was 15 feet. It may weigh as much as 3,500 pounds. Like the White River Monster, it has gray smooth, but smooth skin that can appear mottled due to barnacle-like crusts of algae or to common injury from boat propellers. It has no horn, but a biologist, Roy Mackle, postulated that the once only descriptor was due to the elephant seal's proboscis, which is its short trunk. So this guy says, I suggest it was one of the manatee's front flipper-like legs seen beside its head when it rolled over in the water. These appendages have three nails at their end and would seem capable of leaving on shore the 14 by 8 inch three-toed tracks attributed to the monster. Manatees do crawl onto shores to graze on plants as part of their herbivore lifestyle. And just like the monster, the manatee also makes blowing noises. Again, it basks on the water, rolls, dives, and so on. Once si again, though... Wait, I'm telling okay, you. Tell me. Significantly, the manatee is adapted to both fresh and salt water, and so is found in rivers and in the Gulf of Mexico, as well as the, in the Atlantic. I got to swim with some, and it was in a... Well, I swam with some in the Keys, but I also swam with some in the springs in Florida. So yeah, they go, they go both ways. Um, <laughs> okay. That's what I've heard. It ranges as far as Texas and as far north as Massachusetts. 
Um, in fact, in 2006, one traveled some 720 miles up the Mississippi to enter the Wolf River near Memphis. It was eventually found dead on the banks of McKellar Lake, a slackwater lake south of that city. That animal's journey shows a manatee to be a very real possibility. In Mem the Memphis manatee died in October and was thought to have succumbed to the cold. However, when a manatee is found north of Florida as mainly a summer immigrant, that is consistent with the fact that the White River Monster was observed mostly during the summer months, July 1924, June to early September 1937, June, July, and August in 1971, and June in 1972. All things considered, the Florida manatee surely represents the preferred hypothesis in this case. Um, and then the very last sighting was in 1973, probably the most terrifying, according to the people that saw it. Ollie Richardson and Joey Dupree were in their boat near Towhead Island. The boat bumped into something, then rose out of the water on the back of a huge creature. Um, in 1973, in February, Senator Robert Harvey introduced a bill that the part of the White River running from Jacksonport to Possum Grape be designated the White River Monster Refuge. The area is located between the southern point on the river known as Old Grand Glaze and a northern point on the White River known as Rosie. It is illegal to harm the monster inside the refuge and the bill passed by vote. So that is the story of the White River Monster. Like I'd never heard of that in my life. <laughs> Me neither. I know, just no. so weird. So weird, yeah. Um, probably was a manatee. I mean, you know, I could see that. Or a giant sturgeon. I mean, those things are massive. I was on the um, current river one time. A friend had dropped me off to float the river, you know. And there were all these park rangers standing at the boat launch. And I'm like, what are you guys looking at? And they pointed in the water. And these, so my kayak's nine feet long. These giant sturgeon were longer than my kayak. Wow. And they were just on the bottom. And I go, well, what, why do you guys stand there? And they said, because people kill them. And for, um, they think that evidently they have caviar or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's a different kind of stir. But anyway, I mean, they're massive. Like, I was shocked. And it was weird. If you've ever been on the current, it, you can see all the way to the bottom. Oh my God, I wish you all could see the beautiful piece it's of amazing. art that Dina has made. It really is cute. It's cute. It's cute. Money and booze. So that's what we got there. So anyway, okay, that's it. That's it. That's my that story. That was good. I've never heard of it before. No. Uh -uh. And I mean, can you imagine, like, I don't know, sitting in your swim chair, in your, in your creek chair? <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, no. Um, yeah, weird. Yeah, that was great. Okay. Okay. So are we done? I guess we're done. We're done. Um, thank you, Dawn. It was good. I really had never heard of it. So it's always, I love finding new stories. Like, yeah. I literally had somebody... I can't remember who it was now. I had somebody 
maybe a couple of weeks ago. Are you ever afraid that you're going to run out of things to talk about? I'm and sorry, then, that was me. Uh, and then stuff like that happens. So no, right. we're not afraid that we're going to run out of stuff because I've never heard of that. And yeah. I've lived here my whole life. So, so that's why we want you all to help support us because we got so much more to talk to you yeah. about. And, and also send in your ideas. If yeah. we haven't talked about something that you want us to talk about, please do that. Let us know. We will do our very best, which, yep. you know, is what it is. But it is our very best. <laughs> yeah, well, right. <laughs> so, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, we release on the 1st and the 15th. Go to all our social media um, website is ozarksaintsandhooch.weebly.com. Um, all that good stuff. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.